Hello and welcome to Hello's brand new podcast, In A Good Place. I'm your host, Rosie Nixon, and in every episode, I'll be chatting to an inspirational personality on my mission to discover how to lead the kind, happy and fulfilled life we all deserve. We live in a busy world and it's easy to feel overwhelmed or burnt out at times. So this is a podcast about real life, the one away from the spotlight. We're unapologetic about being vulnerable here at In A Good Place, and I'll be asking the same from our guests, all with the aim of inspiring others and helping you, our lovely listeners, to understand that you are not alone. At the beginning of each conversation, I'll ask my guests if they're in a good place. I love this question and can't wait to see how it is interpreted and where our conversation leads us. At the end of each chat, I guarantee you'll feel one step closer to creating the life you want to wake up to. I am absolutely delighted that Luxury Family Hotels are our partners for this series. If anyone knows about being in a good place, it's them. Luxury Family Hotels is a collection of five hotels, estates and manors in some of England's finest countryside and coastal locations. And having experienced some of their hotels for myself, I can personally vouch for them having put me and my family into a good place the moment we step through the doors and drop our bags. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Giovanna Fletcher onto the podcast today. She's an author, actress, podcaster, TV personality, vlogger, basically an all-round overachiever when it comes to her career. But I know that being a mum to her three gorgeous boys with hubby McFly's Tom Fletcher is the number one role for G. She also happens to be one of the most generous, kind-hearted women in showbiz, as we all saw so clearly during her winning time in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of here in 2020. Today she's fresh from a trek across the Sahara Desert and she has a new series on ITVB about discovering her Italian heritage. I'm super keen to find out how she balances wellness with such a hectic pace of life and always seems in such great spirits. Welcome to the podcast G. So tell me, are you in a good place? I am actually. I went to school today to see the year four children uh, doing a little uh, assembly on Romans, everything that they've learned throughout the term. And it was just so nice. Yeah, it's so nice in the class, how supportive they are of one another. Yeah. So yeah, I'm in a really good place. I came home, had a chocolate biscuit and a coffee, and now I'm talking to you. So I'm in a really good place today. It's always such a nice way to start the day, isn't it? When you've done some proper mumming at the beginning of it. And and do you know what? I really love of the drop off and pick up I don't get to do yeah. it that often um mm. but I've you know I've made some great mum friends over the years at mm. the gates and I know that for some parents it can feel like a really daunting and scary place mm. um but I'm really Me thankful too. that all my I kids have landed well. in yeah mm. they've landed in, in in classes with really great parents and kids uh so it's always a joy you know getting Aww. a squeeze from different parents like we all just give each other a good old squeeze before we have to head yeah. off to work <laughs> Um, oh, lovely. So yeah, lovely. Mm. But do you still get a kiss from them as you say goodbye? Because oh. mine, my eldest won't do that anymore and it is slightly heartbreaking. One gives me a kiss. One gives me his forehead so I can give him a kiss, <laughs> but really quite begrudgingly. Uh, yeah. And then um, the youngest is like, he'll come back for more kisses and squeeze me super tight. But he's four, so he's still... Like, yeah. I, I find it hard to think that he's ever going to get to a stage where he shrugs us off, but... Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It I can remember, I can remember um, Freud coming on the podcast years ago. I think it was series two, Mm -hmm. and her taught me asking her that question about, you know, what about when the kids stop kissing you? And she was Mm -hmm. like, "Oh no, we never stop kissing." 
you know. Oh. I did it. Uh, and I, so maybe if it goes a little bit, they might come back, you know. I know, I know. exactly. Well, that's what I say. I'm, I'm never going to not try, I always say. <laughs> it's up to you, but I'm, never, I'm always going to try. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. But then they'll be in their 30s, we'll be kissing them on the lips and of it'll be weird, we will. Rosie. But no, it, no, it's not. That's it'll be written up in the papers. <laughs> People oh. have stuff to say about it. Well, uh, I don't care. I've got a lot of love to give and it's oh, never going to stop. They're little cushiony lips. I just want to keep kissing I them. I know, I know, exactly. I think that is one of the best things. four in the morning. <laughs> oh, well, that is true. But I do love going to uh, see them at night time when they're asleep. Uh, before I go to bed I give them it's so funny like Tom will just um, Tom's approach is just to look at them and check their breathing whereas I'm Mm -hmm. like giving them proper kisses and you know kissing their cheeks kissing their lips because they're they're asleep you know and I'll I'll give them a big old uh, a big old kiss before I go to bed I'm stealing kisses basically at this stage I know I know me too well yeah long may it last yes but you've also just got back from trekking across the Sahara Desert which I've got to hear all about (laughs) covering a hundred kilometers mm-hmm. casual mm-hmm. um raising funds and awareness of copper feel which is an amazing breast cancer charity i know it's very close to your heart and you're a patron and longtime supporter of them yeah. but with 120 other trekkers yeah what was um, that like oh do you know what it gets me really emotional still just thinking about it and we've only been back a few days it's just the most awe-inspiring life-affirming thing ever I've taken over these treks for Copperfield this is my sixth trek and um, you know, I did my first one in 2017 uh, we've just started doing two treks a year but every trek, I'm just surrounded by the most amazing humans um, mm. and watching each group come together, how they support each other, how they pull laughter out of the most difficult times. And wow. and how um, I think the special thing about these is, you know, we know that it's going to be challenging physically. Mm-hmm. We know that. But it's never I never want people to feel like they're going into it. And it's it's a personal endurance test and you've got to be the fastest and you've got to get there first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can do that if you want. If you want to do that, that's your prerogative. You can do that. But you won't be getting the most out of the trip. The trip is no. all about you coming together as a team and feeling like everyone else's successes and achievements are your own. Like that's a collective. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing like seeing a group cross the finish line. And then this year, rather amazingly, between the two treks, and I am closing my eyes as I say this because it makes me really emotional. We have raised over a million pounds for Copperfield uh, between wow. the two treks, which just wow. blows my mind. That um, is incredible. Yeah, well, one in seven of us women in the UK will be diagnosed with breast cancer in our lifetime. All of us will know someone who has been diagnosed. And the thing with breast cancer, as as with all cancers, actually, the earlier you are diagnosed, the better, the higher your chance of survival. Yeah. Um, and I have, I've met so many women on these treks who have been to the doctor with a symptom and also we think you know growing up it's it's a cancer for older women and it's just a lump and actually that is not the case there are many signs and symptoms that people should be mm-hmm. getting you know aware of and, and getting to know their bodies and knowing if it's not normal and I've mm-hmm. met so many women on these treks who first discovered a symptom might maybe when they were breastfeeding when they were pregnant mm-hmm. and they were shrugged off and told it's hormonal nothing to worry about uh, and then wow. gone back a year later it's breast oh, cancer and now oh, it's secondary gosh. so at that point and it's treatable not curable that is and terrifying yeah so it's having the mammogram 
that makes yeah. the difference, not just going to the doctor and being yeah, fobbed off. Having that transfer, like that transfer to a breast clinic and a breast yeah. specialist, you know, it's mm-hmm. so important. So as much as these treks are about raising awareness for the signs and symptoms, they're also helping people advocate for their own health uh, yes. and pushing for that support and that, um, you know, uh, that yeah. referral. I am just in awe of every single woman that, uh, or and man that treks with us. I just think yeah. um, they're all just an amazing bunch. And, and uh, Candice yeah. Brown, you oh, I love with. her. Yeah, yes. I saw you two seem to have a really close bond. <laughs> well, she did her first trek with us in 2019, um, and then since then we've just kept going. Candice, do you want to do you want to come along? Because she's 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 always been a captain before. Actually, she was a floater with me uh, right. this time, which means that we kind of float between the groups. Okay, um, but she's usually got her own captain. Uh, she's usually got her own team, and she is just the most encouraging, empowering woman. Oh. And you know she's 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 so solid, and I and I do think it goes back to her sort of PE teacher background as well, yes. and yeah. the fact that she's a wonderful human. Um, yes. but it's but it's amazing, and and I love the fact that she gets these treks as much as I do, and you know, yeah. and I say to the teams. I am doing this for Copperfield, but at the same time, every single time I go on a trek, there's this little bit of selfishness because I feel like I'm finding a piece of me. Mm. And I know that Candice completely shares that and mm-hmm. that love and that drive for these treks and the people that are on them and the message yeah. that we're spreading. Uh, so it is wonderful. It feels brilliant to have someone like Candice. And plus, I don't know if you've ever been to her pub, but the food. Mm, oh, I've been there for, yeah, Sunday lunch oh. at the pub. Yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with a great British Bake Off winner for your close friend, can you? No, no. Though I do wish she would make me more cakes. If if I I really had to go there with our friendship, what's it lacking? She Uh, needs to make me more cakes. Okay, well, she can can hear that If she hears this, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We'll make sure that she does. (laughs) Oh, gee, it sounds so great. And what an amazing thing. There's something so incredibly bonding about women being together as well, isn't there? And sharing our experiences and being out of the normal, being in a situation that's so different. And I think, you know, so often in life, women are pitted against each other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we see it all the time in the media and stuff and how, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but actually, that's really not the case. If mm-hmm. women are there for each other, amazing things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, yeah, these tracks make me so proud to be a woman. Um, and seeing the friendships that are formed uh, and the way that people go out of, the, go out of their way to support each other. Not just support yes. each other, literally go out of their way. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, well, I'll have to join you on one. Yes, one you time. do. It sounds amazing. I would love to do something like that and all those chats that you have while you're walking honestly is so great it's such a good environment to enable people to open up isn't it and yeah. also have a laugh and you're all experiencing something new for the first time absolutely absolutely because everyone is out of their comfort zone and mm. there is something about the art of walking as well you're not sat down eyeballing someone and saying tell me what's happened you know what's happened to you why are you here why have you no. signed up you're literally just walking taking in the view and, yes. and that gets you talking yeah um, yeah and you have a lot of time uh, with people as well yeah I think there's always things that really scare people about these treks uh, mm. one of them is the shower not being able <laughs> to have one um, wow. we were literally just... how many days uh, so we're in the desert for five days. Yes. Yeah. So there was a, a bucket that you could fill up with. Uh, well, it should be lukewarm. I had a cold one one night, Ooh, but that was actually really quite refreshing. Doesn't sound appealing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I not to wash. Then. Well, that <laughs> night I thought, you know what? I'm going to wash everything. Candice sat in a bucket one night because she was like, there was no, uh, <laughs> there was oh, no, no scooper. So she was like, I'm just going to sit in it. Uh, so yeah. she sat in a bucket, um, and I tried to wash my hair one night, thinking, oh, oh. you know, I'm just going to give myself a bit of a re- like a refreshing hair. 
wash. My hair turned out dirtier than it was oh, when, it, no. when I started. Yeah. So dry shampoo, an absolute yeah, must. Exactly. But yeah. the, the, that's the thing. So that freaks people out. And also the toilet situation. Uh, yes. But once you've done your first wild wee, it's okay. Is it? Okay. okay. Yeah. Break, yeah, break but it's a seal and it's fine. Yeah, and it was, well, I find it funny though because on the first day everyone's like, oh my God, where's the biggest rock that I can find so that I can do a wee? Uh, and then by the last day, everyone's just kind of lining up next to each other, just like, just face away, I'm going for a wee. You know, oh. and that's it. It becomes the things that we worry about. Become, yeah, um, and I saw those amazing pictures that you all took, presumably, was it at the end where you all sort of threw your tops off and kind of yeah. posed like that together, which was yeah. so, such a it powerful was throughout image. the week. Yeah, so but I get the joy in these treks of going around to every single group and meeting everyone mm. uh, which I think is such a privilege I love mm. having my own group I love it because um, you know you get the, the support goes both ways mm. and you get to see people from the start to like start to the finish and what that journey has meant to them the whole way uh, but there is something brilliant about going into each group and so I took Marco our photographer and videographer with us um, to each group with me each day and uh, and actually back in Cornwall was the first time we'd done this we, we did it on a cliff in Cornwall and the women just wanted to take their tops off and just you know celebrate love life and their bodies and what they've achieved mm-hmm. um and so uh one of the leaders from charity challenge who was on that Cornwall trek said it to us when we were um with team pete and pete wicks, pete wicks by the way is amazing um yeah. and we just mentioned it to uh, to them and it's funny actually every time we just mentioned it to a new group everyone was like yep i'll do it absolutely yeah. it was a really um, powerful image beautiful yeah, yeah so you could good. see it on g's um instagram page at Mrs G Fletcher aren't you so yeah yeah, lots of great you're so good at recording what you do in that way on your Instagram I love looking at it because it's always so joyful Thank um, you. It's also but, me just kind of doing the old, I'm scrolling through my phone looking at great times and going, yeah. I have to. <laughs> Being normal, which is yeah. the thing that's so wonderful about you. You show it all. Um, mm. But you've also been traveling in Italy, retracing mm. your childhood and your heritage on your father's side for the new yeah. ITVB show, Giovanna Fletcher Made in Italy, which I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Oh, thank um, you. Your dad is such a sweetheart. Oh, what a lovely, so lovely guy. And it's really very moving because you're kind of celebrating the life of your nonna who died five years ago Mm -hmm. so tell me what was the motivation behind doing that well dad grew up in Italy so the place that we go to is where he he was born and he um spent most of his well he he moved over here when he was 19 uh, and he came uh, with two suitcases one full of clothes the other full of uh, pasta and tomato sauce because he didn't know what the food would be like (laughs) um and uh and as a result we went over to Italy every summer spent the time with Nonna um, and uh, I, I think as we've grown up we've realised that we didn't really soak it all up as much as we should have done we weren't really like appreciative of what was there mm. you know you'd hear of other friends going to all these different places and we were going back to the same place and mm. you know Valva back then they'd had they had an earthquake in 1980 which meant that uh, most of the old village was in ruins the, the locals were put into temporary accommodation which was uh, these concrete um, bases and uh, like it was almost like a ski chalet esque type um, accommodation it was uh, it's like they all came flat packed basically and were assembled by teams of people uh, and there also wasn't any running water so you'd have to go up to get your water every day I think they were they hadn't they had they were allowed hot water for about an hour and wow. then there was nothing so when we used to come home from the beach you'd fill up the bath by about an inch and then oh, everyone would wow. go into each other's sandy water yeah Gosh. um so I think growing up we were a bit like it wasn't exactly we weren't going to luxury we loved it because mm. it was so far removed from what 
our life was at home. It felt like that it was this little hub. It was this bubble of a community where everyone helped each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so if one person grew runner beans and they had too many runner beans, they'd go and take it to Nonna and then Nonna would pay, like, give them tomatoes that she's been growing or eggs mm-hmm. or whatever it was. And seeing how actually younger people checked in on elderly people within the community as well, it just mm-hmm. it just always blew our minds, actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I say, I don't think we fully appreciated it. No, um, as you don't when you're yeah, a you child. Yeah, you don't. You no. don't. Um, but it felt you know, really emotional when you went back into the house for the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also because, you know, seeing dad get emotional, um, Mm -hmm. who's, you know, he's very in touch with his feelings. He's not, Mm. you know, afraid at all to to express himself in that way. But as we were talking, you know, we were laughing about the fact um, we used to surprise Nonna basically in the middle of the night sometimes um, and just turn up. Her reactions were really, really funny. Um, But we were talking to dad about, you know, what it feels like to be back. And uh, it was seeing his... um, lips starting to wobble actually yeah, as he I was know, talking me yeah mm. and then he's sort of his throat closing up um mm. yeah so it, it was um it was emotional and then you know there, there were many emotional uh points on that trip mm. but also it was it was just brilliant to be together and anytime I miss mm. my kids I was like but, but here's dad with his and isn't that really really special yes. and I hope one day that when my kids are in their 30s that we'll be going off on an adventure together you know yeah um, what a great thing to do and you yeah. are the middle of the three siblings I am Georgina the problematic and middle child yeah <laughs> well that's the three me of you are so fun <laughs> to watch together I mean lots of banter yeah. a few little squabbles mm-hmm. um, did it take you right back to to your childhood yeah we all kind of fall into that <laughs> surprisingly yeah I think if we had our own kids around we wouldn't because we'd be like fully supportive of each other but the fact that we didn't have our kids so we're void of any responsibility um it did just mean that we fell into not really squabbles but certainly childlike behavior mm. which was uh, loads of fun actually and just being able to listen to each other and laugh yeah um it was really really good yeah I did come away from the trip going god my family are great you know and then a yeah. dad's partner and my mum and uh Mario's partner Becky and chickpea uh, Georgie's partner Tom all the kids came out at the end um Aww. so it was really special actually to have the whole team back together yeah um, and, and celebrating the trip and yeah. so rare that you get to spend that concentrated length of time together because often you know it's sort of lunches and probably like quicker um occasions exactly and and especially when yeah and when the kids are around you know you might be halfway through saying something deep and Mm. then a kid comes along and then that's that conversation gone true you know whereas we were able to properly have conversations and and complete them and Mm. not go to bed going oh I didn't explain what I meant when I said that or you know I only told them half that story um (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so that felt um, really good, really, really good to have that time. And what about being the middle of three siblings? (sighs) Because I often think that where you fall in the birth order, it does have an impact on you as a person. What do you think your traits are as a middle child? Oh, God. I don't know, but I do do think it's more a second child thing, not necessarily a middle child thing. Mm -hmm. Because if I look at Buddy, I think there are things within him and other people that I know that have... Um, uh, second children I do think you, you come along second and you you almost come out with your elbows out you know what I mean mm. and in a way you're, you're ready for a next sale you've got your yeah. elbow on boxing day <laughs> 
and you're ready to get to the pieces that you want. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether that it forces a little bit of drive and focus and determination. So you I don't see know. those characteristics in your own children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then I also think that life comes along and does certain things. You know, my childhood was completely Georgie and Mario. Like they, mm. the way that we used to play together and, and they are the reason my childhood was, was fun and special. Mm. It wasn't necessarily friends. It was, you know, they were my mates. So much of mm. my play was centered around them mm. um so i don't know and also we had a boy in, in an italian family who was the youngest uh mm-hmm. so you know yeah. georgie in many ways georgie <laughs> was the wild child because she was allowed uh you know she did a lot of things first she went off traveling and saw the world and Mare was the yeah the golden boy in mm. in many ways so i think being in the middle of those two who you know i idolized i felt very proud to be actually the middle of those two um, yeah yeah. Yeah. Do you think there was something about your childhood, though, that sort of nurtured a belief that you could be anything you wanted to be? Because Mario obviously has a TV career as well. Mm. There's there's clearly a lot of confidence in the three of you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then, you know, I don't know if maybe the fact that, um, you know, don't forget, Dad came from a little village in Italy where mm. they really didn't have anything. You know, it didn't have a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think, if anything, Dad instilled a work ethic in us and I don't even think Mm. he instilled it like I don't remember our mum and dad being ever telling us that we had to pull our socks up and get on with our work I think we just knew that that's what we had to do yes Um, but I do think we balanced it with play like it Mm -hmm. was the three of us together all the time Mm -hmm. um so I think we we struck some sort of balance um Mm. but I remember so I had really bad hearing difficulties as a kid mm-hmm. I was I had really bad frustration and anger issues actually uh, where I literally just couldn't hear I had glue ear and I had to have a few operations with my ears so when I eventually started acting and singing and stuff my mum and dad couldn't believe it that you know yeah there was wow, that you were side. able to overcome that and yeah and do that. yeah yeah I um, think that ambition is so important though isn't it in our children I think it's certainly something that I'm very conscious of as a mother and making my kids aware that they can be anything they want to be. You know, nothing's off limits, keep the options open. Yeah. Um, but give them that sense of belief that, you know, they've got the ability, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be academically driven, you know. It's so interesting, isn't it? It's a really interesting topic because I think on the one hand you get parents who, you know, want their kids to do all the work and get it done and, like, be the best. Um but actually, I think it's also so important for kids to realise that they can just do things for fun. Like, uh, you know, our kids obviously play guitar and drums and everything. I never want them to feel like they have to be the best. I want them to mm-hmm. just really enjoy doing what they're doing. Yes. Um, you know, seeing Buzz with a guitar around his neck, that comes from him. You know, when he wants to be everywhere, you know, he walks around the house with a guitar hung around his neck. But that is for, that is his passion. Yeah, it's it's up to us to help them nurture that but it always has to come from the child mm-hmm. um you know i think when i think of my mum and dad they they help us sign up to a amateur dramatics club in ingatestone um mm-hmm. which really did help in many ways actually and even then i think and even at sylvia's you know yeah when you're going to those sorts of schools i don't think you should be going to those sorts of schools going I'm going to be the biggest actor in the world no because actually a lot of people come out and they don't go into that field but the tools and uh, that you find and, the, and develop during that time help you in whatever you do next yeah um, which mm. I think is really important to you are so to right about. 
Yeah. Now, also, obviously, food was a big deal on this trip. We do like food. We love food. Yeah. <laughs> and it's clearly, obviously, a big part of Italian heritage as well, sharing a great meal with family. Yeah. And it is quite a basic thing, but it's one of the greatest things to do as a family. It always puts me into a good place when we manage to get everybody around the, the dinner table at the weekend or, yeah. or just of an evening. Is that something that's important to you? It's so important. Uh, we try and have uh, dinner all together most nights. Um, and actually, if I speak to my dad, uh, we will run through the day of what we're eating, for, what we've had for breakfast, what we're eating mm. for lunch and what we're going to have for dinner. Doesn't matter what time of day <laughs> we are having that conversation. We will talk through our meals. Um, it's always been really, really important to us. Um, and, I, and I guess for us, we don't mean food in terms of we're making gourmet meals the whole time or Michelin star, you know, restaurant style stuff where it's all fancy pantsy. We just want like solid, good food. Yeah. And I think that is one of the things, you know, in terms mm. of being from um, like Naples with dad, those meals are made for everyone by everyone. You know, it's it's mm. it's food that they would have grown. It's food that is inexpensive but tastes delicious. Mm. Um, and that's yeah. something that I think we really celebrate. Uh, and in often the show conversations as well. sort of develop, don't they? And people open up, and it's I find it's quite a good time to talk to the kids. Often around that around the table, or also in the bath, is another yeah. time when things seem to kind of come <laughs> out of them that I could never get out on the walk. Oh, our kids school start pretending that they're in a swimming pool in the bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the dinner, around the dinner table conversations are yeah they they are really really special, and things mm. start sort of coming out, or they they speak to each other, and then you know you can kind of tap into whatever they're saying I mean most of our you know don't get me wrong most of our conversations around the table at some point poo um or trumps will be mentioned that's yes. that's inevitable <laughs> oh, and I don't oh, know whether that's yeah and, too. <laughs> and always hilarious for them yeah. oh absolutely yeah absolutely <laughs> hilarious um you know because it is I think I think when when you're in the car on the way home or if you're if you're able to walk home we live too far from school but if you're able to walk home from school you know you ask your kids what they did that day or what they've been up to they'll be like oh I don't know what did you have for lunch? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Who'd you play mm. with? No one. Like, mm. what, how have you not stored any of the information mm. in your head? But they need that sort of downtime, don't they? They do, yeah. Because then, you know, when you're then at the table, it's all it's all fine. Every, everyone starts chatting and you find out mm -hmm. what different people are doing in the class. And Yeah. 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 Now you are a mother to a beautiful trio of boys, Buzz, beautiful Bu trio, Buzz, Buddy, and Max. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very. I feel very first. lucky. Yeah. yeah, you are so lucky. And we had our first kids within a few days of each other. I know. In March I know. 2014, and I, I remember, remember us messaging about it. Me too. We quickly became sort of email pals or text <laughs> pals. I can't quite remember. It was such a befuddled time yeah. um, on our dream feeds, uh, ungodly mm. hours. And um, yeah, and mostly our messages were about sleep deprivation and exploding <laughs> nappies, I'm sure. And we were both trying to finish novels at the same yeah. time. So I remember discussing that with you. It was a very busy time. But it also made me sort of reflecting on that. Remember how important having a community is as it's a new so mum and being in touch with other new parents who are going through the same thing as you because those small sort of phases are just massive at the time. Mm. You know, that's I know, feeding, and then looking back the, now, you can't really remember it. No. You know, it turns into a bit of a yeah. mush, you know, a bit of a time. And that, but I think that's why, that's one of the reasons 
why baby groups are actually so important. Yes. Um, as much as it is great stimulation for the baby, I think it's so important to go and sit next to another mum and mm. mumble the fact that you've not had any sleep and you're quite broken. Oh, that is it so is. important. It and is. even if you, you know, having that person's number so you can WhatsApp them, you know, and just offload. I do mm. think that that is so important. And, and mm. we can turn these things like baby clubs into such massive things in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh God, what if my baby cries the whole time? Like, if I think back to, I used to give Buzz a top-up feed, even mm. though he didn't need it, before going into any class, just oh, so he yes. didn't cry. <laughs> yes. Know, you know, all these Me different too. things. I used to feel like the shame if I have to have to get the dummy out. I know. Like, it was why? really anxiety. I used to feel yeah. so much anxiety sometimes, just getting out of the house as well. Yeah. But it always made you feel better. And I always remember thinking, I never regret getting out of the house. I've just got to get it out. I've just got to get out. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes those those classes so great. Mm. And, I, and I do think, you know, it's fine to shop around for the class that's right for you. Um, mm-hmm. And there are, you know, there are amazing amazing free things available as well if 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 people can't um you know afford yeah. the the ones that you do have to pay for um but mm-hmm. and you know just getting i i feel like there should be like coffee mornings and stuff set up that are totally free for mums to just turn up to you're right i mean most church halls you're fine yeah. kind of do have this kind of thing don't they within mm. the community that you can go down to and you and as you say it's so easy to make friends quickly because what you have got in the in common is the fact that you're completely knackered it does open up doesn't it i feel i feel like when you are in the park, even now, mm. I would feel comfortable speaking to any parent there or mm. any child carer there, mm-hmm. and um, and because uh, I just think there's something you can talk about anything. You can yes. you can open up a conversation about anything with another parent because yeah. most of the time, you, you know, you felt whatever they're going to say. Or the, mm. you, you know they will feel every, whatever you're about to say, mm-hmm. uh, and there is just this um, yeah this loveliness that comes over parents. I think when they have it, I, I mean I've lost count of the amount of times I've had a great conversation with like a total stranger in a park and then gone yeah. okay bye <laughs> or yeah. run after a child yeah. who's just decided to run off you know whatever it is. And you might give somebody such a boost that they really needed that day as well. Yeah. I mean again that sort of comes back to kindness, doesn't it? And being aware that we're never quite sure what is going on in some else's life so if you treat everybody with kindness then yeah. you're always making the right choice I rarely go past a mum who uh I can see is having a bit of a difficult time and don't say anything yeah if, if I can I'll I'll I will be the person that goes I've been there I, I know oh. you know um well that's we'll reflective of what an amazing person you are G I mean, uh-huh. what a lovely thing to say not everybody would do that but I've had people um, say it to me, you know, I've mm. been in, um, you know, I've been in all sorts of places around the world. But, you know, it's not because I'm a fan of Fletcher or people might know me from the podcast mm. or whatever. It, I'm, I'm a mum mm-hmm. and I've had other mums come over and go, um, you know, you're doing a good job. You know, I've yeah. been there, it will stop. And I think, yeah. yeah, it probably made me cry in the moment, but it also made me cry with relief. Yeah. That I wasn't just... doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I wasn't the only one. I wasn't failing. Um, mm. So I think because you, I've been on the receiving end of that, it just makes me want to pay that forward. And, you know, that's what the podcast is. The podcast is that. It's, it's being that hand in the dark. It um, is. So that and people know that whatever they're feeling, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why you created Happy Mum, Happy Baby, to create yeah. that community. And you've just finished your 11th season, I know. which is incredible. Isn't that bonkers? Yeah. Yeah, but I wrote the book first. So obviously I've, I was writing fiction anyway. Mm. Uh, and then hopped over to non-fiction, um, which I was a bit dubious about, to be honest, uh, to start with, mm-hmm. because I just thought there are so many 
help books, if you like, about being a parent. And I read them all and they all they confused me because, you know, Buzz hadn't read them, so he wasn't doing what they said. And, um, you know, uh, if anything, it made me not listen to my maternal instinct in the slightest uh, and yes. made me just think that there was a right way of doing everything and that I was getting it wrong. Um, so uh, going into writing nonfiction, I really had to think about what it was that I wanted to say. In the end, I decided I just wanted to give a really honest account and just go, this, mm. this is me. This is what I've done. This is how I feel uh, or have felt. And it sparked off an amazing conversation. And like being on that book tour, it was such... Oh, yeah. it was just so brilliant seeing people come together and I just didn't want it to end. Like, you know what it's like, Rosie. Books come out, music comes out, films come out, they have their moment and then it moves on. Life moves mm-hmm. on, there's another book, there's, it moves on. And I just didn't want that because I knew the effect that it was having on all these mm-hmm. parents um, and which is why we started uh, to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I've loved it. It feels like therapy every time I go into the studio. Oh, well, you're so good at it. And it feels like therapy listening to it because yeah. you always manage to hit the nail on the head and answer another of those sort of burning kind of issues to do with motherhood oh. or parenthood, um, child caring. Um, and, and you've developed a very strong community around that. And I have actually bought your book for a number of new mums because oh. I know how useful they will find it because you are so down to earth in the way that you talk about your own personal experiences and and lend advice and support to others. Oh, thank you. And we must talk about just a little reflection on that incredible interview with the Duchess of Cambridge, bearing in mind for our Hello audience who are huge fans of her, now the Princess of Wales, of course. Um, How do you feel looking back on that experience? Well, it's really bizarre because only a month later we went into lockdown. Mm. So, you know, it went from this high elation into... Oh, yeah, just very odd time, obviously, the start of 2020. Um, But I actually recorded that episode on my birthday. And, Mm. um, you know, I just, I am, I love her. I can say that with with absolute, you know, um, yeah, I just think she's wonderful. So I I actually went on a few royal engagements with her first. You did, yeah. And seeing her, you know, talking to people, listening to people, asking them more questions, um, making everyone feel special. Mm. Uh, it was truly amazing. Um, and, and I just think she's already doing incredible work mm. and I cannot wait to see what that work um, leads to and the impact that will have on early years and the yeah. you know, generations to come. She's extremely knowledgeable now, isn't she? Really she really well? is. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, in, even in that um, episode, actually, we were meant to have, uh, uh, in, you know, I'm using my little fingers here, experts <laughs> yes. uh, talking about the, you know, the st- the study that she was doing and all the work that she's been focusing on. And at the end of the uh, recording, I was like, we don't need them. Because actually what that does is completely undermine her. Yeah, She's so full of knowledge. She's so full of passion yeah. uh, in, in that area that, you know, let her... Let her be the voice. Mm. Let her speak. Mm. Yeah, I, I just uh, absolutely adore her and just uh, think that, um, you know, I know the royal family can be problematic for people, um, but when you see them doing the work they do, the work that the king does with the Prince's mm. Trust, you know, you, you, you know, anytime I talk about the Prince's Trust, I get so many messages from people going, you know, I, I, I worked with them. They helped me do this. My business is now doing this. You know, my life has completely changed since um, taking on a course with them. The work that they do cannot be uh, undermined and, uh, you know, cast aside. I do think they have a very important role and I think they take it very, very seriously. So if anything, I think... Uh, yeah, I'm excited about what's to come over the next few decades, really. Yeah, me too. And I think there's going to be lots more, particularly on the early years, 
yeah. um, for Catherine as well. Do you keep yeah. in touch with her? Yeah, so at the end of our recording, she said to me, you will stay in touch, won't you? Oh. How the bloody hell do you stay in touch with the Duchess? Like, of course I will. <laughs> when yeah. are you coming round for dinner? <laughs> <And Yeah>. was, <laughs> at the start of our conversation off air, she'd been telling me about how, because it was January, how awful she was at keeping, like she was losing her phone all the time. She loses yes. her phone the whole what? time. Yeah, she has oh loads of different goodness, devices not in to help places, her. I hope. Oh no, no, around the house. So <laughs> yeah. she has lots of different devices to help her, uh, put, um, you know, keep track of them. Prince William had bought her a, d- a device to, um, you know, so when she comes home, she just has to put it in that one place. So yeah. you know, even if I had a number, she probably would lose her phone. <laughs> oh, please tell me you do have her number and no, you I WhatsApp don't. sometimes. I don't. You know what? I would absolutely love that. Um, mm. You know, and, and she works in an area that I'm really passionate about. So who knows? Yeah, so uh, what would she happens I in bet, there as well? Because oh. it must be hard sometimes. And she, I mean, who could not have chatted to you and thought, "I want G to be my new best friend"? And, um, I'm sure. <laughs> I she bet she like has a lot instantly. of people. <laughs> I bet she's got a lot of people, you know, applying for that role. Well, um, I'll t- I'll take what she's given me, and if there's yeah. any more, I'll be okay. I'll be more than glad. Yeah. Next it, time you meet, you have to get that number, and you have to start WhatsApping. <laughs> the her, first okay? question. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Catherine, I can't possibly Let's talk to you until. Yeah. <laughs> So who's top of your hit list now? I mean, you've kind of gone straight to the top, which was incredible. I know. I really don't know. Uh, I would love actually uh, Pink, the musician Pink. Um, oh wow! I've heard yeah, a lot, but yeah, cool and been through a lot. Hasn't yeah, you? and a few of um, a few friends worked on her documentary actually. And yes. they just said that her balance between work life and family life is fascinating. Um, wow. And the way that she takes the kids there and the way that she is with them. So um, I really would like to to chat to her. Mm. Um, what about Michelle Obama? I feel like you Oh, need yeah. She's been on my list for a while. Yeah. I mean, what is it like to bring up girls in the White House? You know, yes. that, that in itself is... Um, She's got her new book coming out as well, which sounds oh, really interesting. Maybe I should get in touch with Penguin I then. Think now's Does a she good have moment. any time? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You I mean, I was going to join quite a long queue, but I'm <laughs> sure you'll be high up there. <laughs> I, I feel like her promo schedule would have been, you know, sorted out last year. Uh, mm. So um, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, both inspiring ladies and um, who are juggling a lot. Um, yeah. So sometimes, you know, uh, it's the it's the episodes with people you don't know um, that mm-hmm. really stick out and uh, and stay with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, all, mm. and you know what? I haven't actually made my way around any of the McFly guys or the McCrusty really? guys yet. No. I haven't oh had... Goodness. I've done the wives. I've had Izzy and Georgia. Have you had I've, Tom on? Have you Tom's been on. Together? Tom came Tom's on the first... On. Okay. Yeah, on the first series, though. So at that point, we only had two kids. Yeah. Um, and it's really nice to sit down and chat, actually, mm. uh, because I don't think when you're in it you sit down and go okay so how are you doing how have you found no. this what was this like for you um but I, I would true. like to have like harry and danny on um, that's a great Matt idea when it's, it's right for him yeah yeah yeah. Now you and Tom have just celebrated your tenth wedding anniversary. We did fairly recently. Congratulations! Thank you very much. How does marriage feel a decade on? <laughs> <laughs> we have much less time for each other. Yes, uh, with three kids, we are absolutely a partnership. Um, uh, you know, we've been in each other's lives now for twenty-four years. We've been together wow, for nineteen I know, years. Your yeah, proper childhood sweetheart. Yeah. So I think when you're in it like this, it's it's a case of not knowing where you know you end and they begin kind of like mm. with your kids actually as well um and uh yeah i think it, when you get to this stage it's more about being aware mm. um you know do we need to have a little meal just us do we need to spend mm. some time together and uh yeah i mean it's not 
I mean, we're not going out as much as we used to in terms of having meals and stuff, but it's a different pace and one that we really, really enjoy, you know. Mm. Spending time with the kids, going out for long walks, having dinners around the table. Uh, we started doing it so that Friday after school we all go out for a little dinner. Um, so, you know, oh, we've got these little nice. rituals that we do now. Yeah, which is which is really, really lovely. Um, yeah, I would say that we feel um, very complete, very grounded mm. and uh, very secure. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? I feel like... Uh, when you're growing up, comfort within a relationship is really frowned upon like mm. in terms of being comfortable. Uh, what about the spark? What about all that stuff? But mm. actually, the feeling of being able to be you, completely mm-hmm. you, in front of your partner, um, that's the best thing. That's the yeah. best thing ever. You shouldn't, I don't believe you should be putting up a front or you oh, know, performing no. in any way. You know, if I'm grumpy, he knows about it. If I'm happy, he knows mm. about it. And that's exactly how it should be. And how exhausting would it be if Ugh. it was any other way? You've got to feel like you've come home, I think, when you're with the yeah. right person. I certainly felt like that when I met my husband. The most overwhelming feeling was that I'd come home, Aww. which is such a lovely way to feel. Yeah, that's really, really um, lovely. Do you and Tom generally agree on parenting style? I would or do you say have so. Disagreements ever? Um, no, I would say that we mostly agree on everything, actually. Mm. And I don't know whether that's because, you know, we've known each other since we were so young. We've almost shared our childhood. So although we would have had different experiences within that, I, I guess there's so many similarities to how we were brought up. And, you know, both sets of parents are workers. And I think we agree on it. Yeah, that's <laughs> And good. we don't have like a good cop, bad cop. I don't think I could cope being the bad cop the whole time. No. You know, and we have to pass it over. And we know that once one's been pushed a little bit too far, the other one will step in. And, um, you know, I think yeah. uh, it's more of a tag team parenting situation. Yeah, mm. I think it's important to agree on on parenting and stuff and, and how you're going to approach things, um, you know. And do you split the domestic load pretty well between you? You strike like me as a very sort of yes. even couple. Yes. I mean, also, it's that, it's that art of letting go on certain things, isn't it? Does he do <laughs> things in the way that I would do? No. no. Does it matter? <laughs> no. You know? Yes. Uh, yeah. so, and that's it's all a, a question of perspective, isn't it? Exactly. Does it matter if he yeah. folds towels different than I do? Does it matter if he leaves the school bags until the morning of school? No, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> gets done. <laughs> it Eventually, gets done. In the, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the, the interesting thing. The like, well, when I go off on the treks and when I've been filming in Italy, it's it would be pretty silly of me to try and get him to do everything in the way that I do. He mm. does things in a way that works for him. He gets the stuff done. Uh, so I can't undermine his efforts and, um, you know, tell him that he's not doing it right. He is doing yeah. it right. Everyone's happy, you know. Yeah. And um, that's important yeah. modelling for kids as well, isn't it? Yeah. That every, not everybody does things the same way and that's all okay. And I yeah. think they do pick up, you know, on the dynamic between the people that are in their household, the closest yeah. role models to them, which is often, you know, the parents. Which is often, uh, often a frightening thought. <laughs> yes, it is at times, yeah. But, you know, to show them that we don't always get everything right either yeah. and that is normal. Um, to lower your standards sometimes and as long as everybody's happy and healthy then that's okay the basics matter the most I think one of the um, really powerful things that I've seen online uh, within the last couple of years actually is the ability to say sorry so if you act react in a way that you might feel is a bit too much for you know on reflection um, being able to say I'm really sorry that I shouted actually you know 
I yeah. know, you know, and and because how can you ever expect your child to say sorry and mean it? Because mm. uh, that's one thing I don't push. I don't push our kids saying sorry because mm. you know a grumbled sorry is not an apology. No, um, you know I'd rather them think about what they've done um, yes. and understand it rather than standing there going say sorry, say sorry for half an hour because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, doesn't, it doesn't mean a thing at all. You're so right. I, I often say to mine, you know, if we could go back and do that situation again, do you think we might do? You might do something differently. Oh, I like and that, that. Often makes them think. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends tells. I think she gets her kids to say something like, "So how can we make this situation better?" And I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, yeah, isn't that it? that is good. But it's so hard sometimes, isn't it, when you're in that in the moment. I mean, don't, don't, we all, don't we all, like, put the kids to bed at night? It's nice and peaceful. And you're like, oh, I should have done that better. Oh, I, know, I could have done that. Exactly. Oh, God, I could have done that. Yeah. Bedtime is not good for us at the moment. There is so oh. much faffing yeah. and not wanting to go up and me saying, look, I've asked you 10 times now to go up. One night it'd be really great if you just went up. <laughs> well, Tom, Tom was out last night. So he was he had a, um, a meeting at the studio. So I was putting the kids to bed. Um, and fair enough, they do have a Christmas tree up in their room. They've got fairy lights up in their room. They're all sharing one room at the moment because we're having brilliant work done. Um, yeah. Which they all love I usually. relate to that. <laughs> yeah, they all love usually and me and Tom usually stay in there while they fall asleep we're just like they're not always going to want us in there and it's nice yes. to have a snuggle anyway I was, I was in there an hour and 45 minutes oh. from the time it was like music's on it's time to go to sleep yes. now kids yeah. an hour and 45 I minutes I to that oh, how no. I mean well, I got downstairs and now my celeb was about to start I was like yeah. how is that my if, evening then, gone especially if you've not had time to make dinner yet and yeah. even though we should be savouring these moments see we've I've got into this thing with Heath as well about doing goosebumps on his arm and his back <laughs> after the story when it should be complete lights out oh mummy can we do goosebumps oh. and I draw pictures on his back and he has to guess what they are oh, which I remember doing with my mum yeah. when I was little but this like like you say this can go on for an extra 30 minutes I mean thinking, I was sitting oh I was sitting between two single beds last night holding two different boys hands <laughs> just oh, like holding their hands while I they know. just looked up at the ceiling which is sort of lovely because you are going to look back on those days and think they did go in a flash, but also it's rather time consuming. Well, I, I guess it's in the, same, in the same way that we're talking about, you know, the newborn stage and how it was yes. all a blur and we don't yes. really remember it. You know, yeah. this is going to be just like that. It is. Gosh, I, and I remember those days when I Heath was not a great sleeper and sort mm. of having to have someone in the room and literally lying on the floor like a commando, oh, kind yeah. of elbowing myself out And the little the ninja routine you'd do exactly. to get out of the room. Yeah. Yes, without and a slight creak in the floorboard, you sort of sit up again. <laughs> my, tro- my toes used to betray me. My toes yeah. used to like creak. <laughs> like, no! Oh, no. <laughs> and the head oh. would come up off the mattress yeah. straight away. <laughs> Oh so what about you, G, in this busy, busy household mm. and working life? Is there any space in all of this just for you? Somewhere. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I love doing things like walking. And if I've got a trek coming up, then I need to get walking because I don't want to be having blisters and, mm. you know, me saying that I can't do a day of trekking. That's not happened yet and I never want it mm. to happen. So I do need to get those walks in. The thing with walks is that I have to do it when it's light because it's, mm-hmm. you know, outside. Um, although I could I could dig out my head torch maybe, but it, it's, not, mm. it's not appealing. Not um, when you're cross country or something. No, yeah. exactly, exactly. Uh, and also it does take a long chunk of time. So to go on a proper walk, you'd need a couple 
couple of hours at least. And and mm. when you've got so much going on, that can feel quite um, indulgent. And I know mm-hmm. it shouldn't, uh, but it does. So I try and keep the walks for the family at the weekend. But I love boxing now. I've got a punching bag up in my office. Oh, great. Yeah, so if I've I wake up... i boxing. It is good. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. I'm, I'm actually mm. in the middle of trying to find some um, like good like online tutorials as well. Because at the moment, mm. I can just go at the punching bag. But it would be good to know what I'm actually doing. Yes. Um, yeah. But if I get up early, so if I'm up at 6, because everyone usually wakes up about 6.45, then I can um, head to my office, have a good old go on that, uh, mm-hmm. and then have a shower. And it does change the day, like feeling mm. like I'm up, I'm ready, I've already done mm. something. Um, yeah, it is important, I think, to, to get those things in. But yeah. I've never been someone who goes for to spas and things. Like, I, I would love to. Um, mm. uh, and I, th- I, do, I do think I am shrugging off the whole guilt that comes with it. You know mm. what I mean? If you're not working and you're not with the kids. And I think maybe that's because they're at school now. So their time yeah. at school is, uh, you know, you know that they're somewhere that they have to be now. So mm. you can spend your time in whatever way you wish in that way. Yeah. You know, work quite, even though as long as you're getting your work done and stuff. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, for me, it's about being outdoors um, mm. or with my punching bag. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's a phrase that I really love, which is loving yourself isn't vanity, it's sanity. And I think that when we can find time to be kind to ourselves, we're better than able to show up with kindness towards others, whether that is our children or our other half or our colleagues or even complete strangers. I used to feel that a lot when I was running. Uh, So I've not started running properly. I mean, I've had the odd run, um, but I broke my ankle at the end of last year and I haven't been, you know, I used to go every other day. Um, mm. So I haven't gone back to that yet, but I did definitely feel like that. I was mm. a better human when I was running because it, it whatever mm. pressures are going on in your life, it felt like it it lifted. So it mm-hmm. was still there. Like you still had to get all the same stuff done, but mm-hmm. it, it lifted a little bit off your shoulders and off your head and it didn't feel quite so weighty. And mm. I would know when I would have to go for a run. You're like, you know, you just get outside. Yeah. Just, 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 just take that time. Um, yeah. So there is definitely... Um, mm. uh, yeah there's a lot to, I think we look at exercise and stuff a lot differently now to how we did when we were growing up you know when it was all about being beach body perfect and punishing yeah. your body where actually now it's like my body doesn't need punishing it's given no. me so much it's given me three incredible boys it's what took, taken me through life yes. um, you know and actually it's more about the mental impact that oh, doing that absolutely. does absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, exercising, I'm, I'm quite a runner as well, or and a walker. And I, I do that because I know that it will lift my mood. Yeah. It's something that can really pull me out of a fog and give you a bit of breathing space. Often I solve problems when I'm on a run and something's going through your head and suddenly it becomes that bit clearer. Do um, you? That, yeah, that's so yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you do strike me as such a positive person. Do you struggle though at times? And what gets you out of that fog? Oh, if you I, are? I definitely struggle at times. I, I, I think things can feel really, really overwhelming. I, I get overwhelmed, actually, when work life tries to find its way into home life. Or mm. if I'm trying to, you know, if, if an email comes, emails come through or if I know I've got to do something, but I've got the kids, that that's really quite overwhelming. But I think also workload stuff, you know. Mm. I, I like saying yes to a lot of things and then the actual mm. time uh, to do those things can be a bit tricky sometimes. Mm. Um, Are you good at setting boundaries? Is, I think I'm is getting family better. Time really precious, and do you yeah. let people know that you don't want to be disturbed? I am getting better now. Like I, I will put things in my diary saying that I'm off. I think there is also a thing of realizing that when I'm off on holiday, um, people are still able to contact me. 
Like yes. they can still email me. Whereas when other people are off, I'll get an out of office. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think that was a, a realization um, a little while ago to kind of go, actually, when you're on holiday, take the time to actually I just know. be on holiday. Don't mm-hmm. be trying to do all those other things. Otherwise, when you get back, mm-hmm. you won't feel like you've been away and you've had some refreshing time with the family. You won't feel like that at all, you know. Um, it's true. And I think setting boundaries is such a healthy thing to do, isn't it? But often mm-hmm. we we don't realise it until we've had a bad experience or have felt in a state of overwhelm. Yeah. It was but, really fun. In, being in the Sahara, actually, I was, I was offline for, well, most of the week, actually, because my mm-hmm. internet wasn't working as soon as we touched down in Morocco. Uh, and then in the desert, I had none. Some people had some, but I, I couldn't get anything. Uh, and, then, and then that feeling, actually, of when all the emails started coming in, when I finally was on, on Wi-Fi, yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, when is it going to stop? My phone oh. actually can't cope with this. No. You know, with all the WhatsApp groups from different parents and, um, oh, you know, different things like that. And then the work emails. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think I think taking steps and kind of going it's fine like this will feel like this right now and then you know there are things that I can implement to make this super simple um, Mm -hmm. and easier to deal with Um, Mm. but yeah and also um, I think it's important to touch base with yourself and realize when you are feeling overwhelmed Um, yeah I think sometimes just that in itself is is enough you know oh my gosh my chest is feeling quite tight right now oh yes it's because you know Mm -hmm. it's all just a bit too much you know Um, yeah yeah. So that being intuitive and noticing your warning signs yeah. and then pairing things back a bit. Yeah, if you can. I mean, I know it's, mm. um, it's not always really easy. You can't really with home life, can you? I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't. And, and you know, um, but I do think it's, it's in terms of new stuff coming in. Um, I've been thinking a lot about it, actually, because the new book is kind of based around this. You know, we've, we've been brought up in a world of um, the power of yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the power of no is far greater. And sometimes saying no can be the biggest yes to yourself. Yes. Um, uh, so I think we have to kind of um, get rid of the FOMO, the fear of, well, if I don't say mm. yes to this, am I, you know, well, they maybe not invite me again or they not ask me to take on another project, whatever it is. Because I do think we have to put ourselves and our mental health and our physical health, which, you know, is so linked to our mental health mm-hmm. first. Yeah, you're so right. And in saying yes to things, you're actually saying no to things that are perhaps more important to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, exactly mm. that. You know, every time mm-hmm. you, you know, you take on something that's going to take you out of the the, the uh, balance of family life, you are kind yeah. of saying um, mm-hmm. a no to those in some ways. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that way, but mm. yeah, you're, you're so right. Now, we've got to quickly squeeze in oh, yes. a little bit of I'm a Celeb chat. Yeah. Because you were obviously queen of the castle. In I am still queen. Well, I am the, f- the, yeah, I am still queen, I guess. Because, you um, are. Yeah. Exactly. So, we haven't had another queen. <laughs> no, How haven't. do you feel watching the series this year? I know oh, it's different because they're obviously out in Australia. Yeah. You know what? I'm so pleased that they're back in the jungle. It feels mm. so good. And then last night, I was watching Ant and Dex, um, their Instagram live straight after as well, <laughs> which was great fun to watch. Because uh, we've been out to Australia, actually, because when um, Dougie won it uh, yes. about 12 years ago, however long it was, 11 years ago. Gosh. So I, I love watching it. Obviously, I missed a week because of the Sahara. Um, yes. uh, but it is, uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Owen and Jill, 
have got to be my favourites. They're just oh yeah, they're lovely characters. They? I Jill mean, just, is just ugh. like so lovely. And what's um, interesting about Jill is that we knew that she'd be a great team player. Yes. We knew that we should bring people together, but I think her personality and her humour is actually what's yeah. really surprised me. And, I've, and mm. it's, she's really, really endearing mm. and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Owen, he's so funny and um, you know, uh, and, and a really very nice guy. kind and sweet guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I don't think you can put up an act in there um, no. you know I think we've seen in the last few days it's that thing of when people are tired and hungry uh, and missing their family you know sometimes they start unraveling a little bit and showing mm. a, another side of their personality you know which you know it's hard because it's something mm. you you can when you're there and you're experiencing it um, it, it kind of takes over but mm-hmm. I think you've always got to keep a perspective with something like mm. that, you know, and know that it's very short-lived in terms of life and the, mm-hmm. you know, the grand scheme of things. So, um, yeah, it's a shame sometimes, I think, when people forget that, you know. Yeah, you're part you're of a right. night TV, a television show. Exactly. Um, although saying that, then they've got the added, you know, political stuff this year, which is I a know. bit tricky. Yeah. It, it is, isn't it? I bet, yeah, it's mm. not easy for a lot of them being in there. Sort of. it, it would just make them super aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we were allowed to be in a, in a, I know we hate using the word bubble, but in a bubble, mm. you know, a bubble of the show, a bubble of our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we would talk about our families outside, and but we never really talked about the audience, I guess. There was no, no awareness in that way, you know, how we're mm-hmm. being perceived or anything like that. Um, mm. And I do think, sadly, this year they will be aware of that. You know, as soon mm. as they had a new guest, I think the, they they would be thinking, well, how would I feel if I was at home? How are people yes. at home going to be perceiving this? How am I going to be perceived if I'm nice to that person? Yeah, that's you know, true. and it's um, it's you an know, extra it, complexity, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think it's fascinating to see that. Uh, the public reaction to it all because I've I've not mm. been here obviously so this is just what I'm picking up now but people mm. are upset that there isn't more um, mm. kindness displayed but mm. you know it's it's a very complicated it's it so is. complicated I, I'm I'm thankful that I'm not in there this year mm. I do have yeah. to say yeah no I think you're right it is complicated on a lot of levels yeah um, but did winning it change your life would you say no. <laughs> mm. oh, good. Ever down to earth. Yeah. yeah. No, it didn't. I went in with no agenda. I went in because, yeah. you know, I loved the TV. I loved the show. Like, whenever doing interviews in the past, if I was asked about Strictly or anything, I'd be like, oh, I want to do I'm a Celeb. Like, um, I love that stuff. Uh, mm. And, you know, I already had a podcast. I had a book. Like, and I had a career as a writer. I had all these other things going on. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't say it changed my life. Um, we were still in lockdown when we came out as well. You know, we were allowed to go for little walks, um, you know, mm. but that was pretty much it. Um, mm. uh, so it just meant that when I was on those walks, I had to have nice conversations with, with strangers about, you know, uh, the fun that they had watching the show. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm forever thankful and grateful for it it was one of the best experiences ever mm. um but you know and now I get to have a crown hanging up in my office and uh, that's yeah. lovely and uh, people refer to me as the you know as queen, the queen queen which of the castle lovely. which is lovely yeah, we, <laughs> yeah but it, I don't queen, yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't feel like it's um overtaken anything else you know what I mean I don't yeah. feel like it's kind of all of a sudden I'm um, anything different than I was before 
No, well, it was just so, great that everybody got to see the real you and fell in love with you on screen because you are so kind and positive and caring. And it's just naturally the way that you are. And that clearly shone out, oh, which was great you. to see. We were rooting for you, you know, from the <laughs> beginning. Um, so tell me, because we're drawing the end of our uh, conversation. I've got three quick takeaways okay. for you. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Oh, kill it with kindness. Always. Yes. That's my, that's one of my, my favourite. Yeah, kill it with kindness. That's a great one. <laughs> um, what one thing is guaranteed to put you in a good place? Oh, cuddles. I love cuddles. Oh. Cuddles with my kids. Cuddles with anyone. And I've realised I really hold on to people <laughs> when I cuddle them. I have now, I now put a hand across their, the, you know, almost their shoulder blades and then a yes. hand lower. I like properly squeeze into oh, people. Yeah, Never I love a, underestimate I love a the power of a cuddle. I was listening to a podcast the other day, actually, about kind of getting over stress. And mm. one of the um, sort of tools that you can use is simply cuddle somebody for oh. at least 20 seconds, really? proper sort of belly to belly, chest to oh. chest cuddle. And it does amazing things. I love that. You know, yeah. Davina, she came on um, uh, my podcast that I do uh, with Walt Disney's travel company. Yes. Um, and she was saying how uh, when she was in Disney World, she cuddled Chewbacca <laughs> and oh. how Chewbacca would not let her go. <laughs> like they just, Yeah, they just giant. held on to each other. And she was oh. like, it was the longest hug ever. And she turned to the person that she was with afterwards and said, that hug was so long. And they said, well, the reason for it is as a, yeah. a character, they're not allowed to be the first ones to let go of the hug. So oh, they, really? Yeah. So <gasps> because, and the reason for it is you never know how much that person needs oh, that I hug. Oh, I love that. <gasps> when Davina said it, we were both crying our eyes out. <laughs> oh, that is so lovely. Yeah. So, God, I'm also in life, that. in life, yes. never be the first one to let go because no. you don't know how much they need it. That is such a brilliant little yeah. tip. Isn't it? So good. Wow. And the oxytocin sort of boost that you get from yeah. a really good hug is is just brilliant. Because life, you know, it, it's so you. life is so quick and mm. you know, we've always got different things going on. And I think to actually stand still in a moment and mm. literally absorb someone and you know, I love that. You know, no other interactions, just you and that person having a great old I'm literally hugging myself right now as I say this. But having that moment, I think it's, you know, that yeah. Having a real yeah. life connection like that. Is oh, lovely. that's a lovely one. And finally, mm. what is your ultimate good place on the planet? Oh, my bed. I love my bed. <laughs> I love it. I love it a lot, uh, which is funny. I can sleep anywhere, um, but I do mm. love my bed. Um, with many kids in it, it's absolutely fine. Um, my husband <laughs> as well, of course. So it's not yeah. if, we, if we can all fit in. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think um, before I became a mum, I had visions of us all, you know, uh, cozying up under nice crisp white sheets and, oh, wouldn't that be lovely? A lovely Sunday morning. Uh, but the truth is a lot messier. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of limbs everywhere kicking each other. Um, yeah. But there's also, yeah, it's just lovely everyone being together. And I think Aww. now that we're in winter as well, it makes it even better. You know, if we're mm. just getting a nice warm bed, let's all be nice and snug together. You, that is right. That is definitely a winter benefit. Well, that was lovely, G. Thank you so much. I think we're done. I adore chatting to you. You oh, really thank you. are such a wonderful, positive, gorgeous person. So thank you so much for joining oh, bless me. You. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Today I'm putting the spotlight on one of the hotels in the Luxury Family Hotels collection. 
Moonfleet Manor. Sitting on the Fleet Lagoon just behind Chisel Beach, Moonfleet Manor holds a dreamy location on the Jurassic Coast World Heritage Site. A diverse and beautiful landscape inscribed by UNESCO for the outstanding value of its rocks, fossils and landforms. Nestled away at the end of a coastal lane, Moonfleet Manor is a hideaway with so much to discover. The bespoke indoor activity space and indoor pool provides hours of entertainment for all the family. And outdoors you can ramble along the southwest coastal path, potter around the vegetable garden, enjoy lunch on the terrace or enjoy a spot of tennis. For a pampering experience, there's a range of bespoke wellness treatments for adults and children. The hotel has a strict pooch's welcome policy, meaning your canine friends are welcomed with open paws. Through authentic hospitality, the hotel offers the gift of time. Time for playfulness and time to create wonderful memories. Time to get there immediately. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. Oh, Giovanna is such a positive and bubbly person. I could talk to her all day long. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, it would mean so much to me if you could spare a second to review or subscribe. It makes a huge difference to reaching even more people who might just need a little inspiration in their lives. Thank you once again to our partners, Luxury Family Hotels, and to Giovanna Fletcher, who you can follow on Instagram at, at Mrs. G Fletcher. And don't forget to watch her new ITVB show, Giovanna Fletcher Made in Italy. See you again soon.